Welcome to Hey Jeff, a podcast called Hey Julie, a podcast about Big Brother, which is a podcast about Survivor. My name is Brett. I'm Danielle. Danielle, we have so much to talk about today. Like five minutes ago, I'm like, I don't, we don't have anything to talk about today. And you and I almost <laughs> just did our full podcast without recording. I know. Um, su- Survivor, Succession. Um, you're going to give me a spoiler-filled review of Malignant, a horror film that came out many months ago, and mm-hmm. which I'm, I'm not aware of. Uh, I don't know anything that happens in this film. So I'm very excited for this. Uh, and we'll talk about some freaks. We're just going to talk about some freaks in, in the it's world. It's a freaky Friday <laughs> podcast Friday. today. Because <laughs> we're just surrounded by freaks. And, you know, they used to keep themselves hidden away. But now, because of our, our current culture rewards the freakage, they are all coming out. And it's freaks in the sheets and in the streets. I thought last, I thought Sunday was we were closing the books on the freaks and mm. we're opening the door to some family because mm. this is the season. Tis the season. Nope. It's the season for freaks. <laughs> we're going to get to some freaks later. Okay. Should we talk about Survivor first? We shall. There is some freakage it's... going on in Survivor, I will say. I think we only scratched the surface. R.I.P. Sydney, because I think oh, there was a lot more so freak sad. to uncover. So <laughs> sad. So personally sad to you and I. I know. Even her, like, she had 20 seconds at the very end of the episode after she was voted off to make an impression, and she did. Her little, like, last speech, she was like, I think this sucks. The, the twist sucks. And it makes me really mad, even though I know it's immature. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Do you know who Sydney reminds me of? And you're going to like this. Who? Tiffany. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no wonder. Like, yeah. It's like we're on the old island, the island from the movie Old, where we're time traveling. <laughs> I know that I read the Wikipedia. That's not what happened. Sorry. Spoilers for something that doesn't happen in the movie. I, I don't know. Are we like on the lost island? Is this like an, an earlier version of Tiffany has landed on the island? I, I'm so yeah, sad to lose it Sydney. Could be. Uh, but I, there was kind of nothing she could do, I think. It was such a weird... <laughs> Brett texted me like the tribal council was lit. And every tribal council is lit. But this... I mean, we need to talk about the show. This show in and of itself is a freak. They need to reel <laughs> it in a little bit. What the hell is even going on on this show? <laughs> I can tell you what's going on. Okay. The episode ends. Smash cut. Directed by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Because there were some feet in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, there were feet. There were definitely feet. Um, There were just two. So many. There are so many twists and special things going on that they honestly. (laughs) It's like, I don't even know what the regular game is anymore because it's just all twists. No, everyone's upset about it. Sydney's obviously upset about it. Danny was like pretty upset about when the. When they sm- smash that glass. That one, I understood. Though. That's the thing. They can't all happen at Tribal Council. They, they, if they want to do these other twists, let them happen elsewhere in the episode. Because, and have their effects take place elsewhere in the episode. Like the smash that jar. <laughs> smash that glass. Because, great. That took, took cause and effect. It happened earlier in the episode. And then we were off and running. But then to leave, like... This extra vote, 
the the um the immunity idol the i can ask you if you have an immunity idol power the fake immunity idol there's just like so much going on i I couldn't keep it straight i don't know how these people keep it straight well for the first time this season they did a previously on because it was like you know when you're watching an episode of like the west wing and it's like previously on the west wing and they'll cut to like something that happened six episodes prior and you're like, well, I guess this plot point is coming back because I completely forgot about it. That's what happened on Survivors, like previously on. All right, there's like 12 different idols out there because all of them came into play in some form or another, whether they were played or not, they all came into play in some facet during the episode and they just need to reintroduce all that stuff because then half the time too, they will blow past some of the setup for something happening because they want to do the flashback reveal of, (laughs) oh, this shit actually happened and we didn't show it to you until now. I don't know. I liked it. When I said uh, Tribal Council was lit to you, it was because we've had some these Tribal Councils so far, but not a full-on 12 people all pulling their hair out and whispering at each other and, like, having full-on meltdowns. That was the first time that's happened this season. It was very exciting to see. There's still so many of them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So it was just a huge amount of people whispering and forming little groups, and Jeff is sitting there with an amused look on his face. He's like, I got the best seat in the house. I got the best job in Hollywood, and I don't have to be in Hollywood with those liberal cucks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's living a great life. Um, so, I mean, yeah, Erica smashed the glass. Least surprising thing, as predicted by Danielle. Yeah, Least surprising course. thing in the world. We're going to give you this power and uh, there's no consequences. Yeah, exactly. So great. What confused me is like later on at Tribal, she was included in her old group. I Like, why wouldn't you defect to the other group? Yeah, they all hate you anyways. Yeah, they hate you. So why are you giving them a vote? It was weird. Um, but so she does that. And then, the you know, Evie, Xander, Heather. Tiffany. Ooh, Tiffany. And who else was on that one? No, Evie was on the team that won. Oh, she, right, right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, they're yeah. all psyched because they're like, yay. We don't have to be the loser team who just goes to tribal. Yeah. <laughs> and the other team, Erica's, who are mostly Erica's former team, which is like Evie, Deshaun, Danny, Nasir, Sid. Ricard. Ricard. Um, they all have to now compete, and it's just like single immunity. And Ricard wins. But do we, I mean, should we get into those little tootsies? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, you can, you can. I have nothing to say about the feet. I gave my foot joke earlier is that it was like it had the touch of Oscar award winner Quentin Tarantino. It was a very. I, think ha- um, I mean, I haven't seen every season of Survivor. I wonder if they've ever done this before, because it was honestly this is the type of pitch that one of these producers came up with at 11 p.m. On a Friday night, he just wanted, or she just wanted or to go home. they build a puzzle with their foot, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like they had the puzzle all figured out. They're like, we need to make this bigger, better, stronger. This is Survivor 41. Think outside the box. What could we do? 
uh, they can only use their feet. <laughs> like, that looks really hard. <laughs> it looks so hard. That hole in the middle, because I was like, it's got to be a big hole because this is so hard to do with your feet. It was tiny. Yeah. It was so small. They showed a close up <laughs> of the hole and it was absolutely puny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't have anything to say about the feet. It, it, I don't know. It was gross. Think, it was it must I have mean, been very difficult. I was just thinking, there's no way to prepare for this. You can't train for this. I mean, I guess it's a lot of ab work because of the way they were sitting. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The core that's more, maybe more of a core workout than a full yeah. on like dexterity workout of the foot. For sure. But I mean, and they were all doing really well. <laughs> no one was doing badly at it. It was yeah. just a if that was a crazy thing to make these people do. <laughs> I think where it gets exciting, unless you have more things to say about the the feet. No, Ricard won. Good for him. Okay, cool. Yeah, he like basically did not participate in the episode at, at all. Aside from no. winning it, he was just like, "Cool, gonna take a nap." Yeah. yeah. Uh. So, a couple of the plans starting. The whispering starts talking. Evie is the first idea. Danny tells Liana that Evie is the plan. Liana does not like it. Mm-hmm. And Xander and Tiffany want to save Evie. And Xander, I'm trying, I apologize. I'm like getting some of these details wrong. Xander, then Evie learn about Liana's steal of, or it's revealed that they had learned about the steal of thing. And something that I believe it was our listener Kent brought up last week, like, oh, are they going to give the idol to someone else? So when she asks about it, he's not lying. He's not lying that he doesn't have it. And I wrote down, I wrote down at the beginning of the episode, there's only one person to give this idol to. And it is Tiffany. (laughs) I mean, this tells me that I don't watch enough Survivor because I would never have thought these strategies are simply insane and so over my head. I already knew I could never play Survivor purely from the physical aspect. But the things these people are doing strategy wise are just blowing my mind. Like, I didn't realize that it was allowed to just... Create a new idol. Oh yeah, absolutely! <laughs> Not the first time. It's happened a few times. I that you is get so some, funny. You get some shells and a piece of string. That is, it is so funny. Um, what a reveal! Love my girl Tiff is simply thriving. I'm, I'm, I'm getting com- the. I might be getting the seasons confused. Was it on Survivor 40 where one of them was like, "The idol is in Jeff's podium." <laughs> And then it, but then it wasn't, right? <laughs> and Jeff was like, this is <laughs> not an idol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that feels so long ago. But yeah, that was a fun, that was a fun one. Ugh, whoever did that. <laughs> so Jeff it- has gotten herself in good. Listen, she found herself a great little buddy in Xander because Xander is an absolute comp beast. And seemingly it's him, Evie, and Tiff. That's the that's the tightest little threesome we got right now. I'll tell you what, I'm she gives me a little bit of anxiety when I'm going around on Tiffany. Maybe it's because she didn't really participate that much in it. She kind of just was like 
she was the vehicle for the she idol. played it perfectly week. yeah she was quiet she kept her mouth shut that's how you knew something must have been up is if yeah. tiffany was just like being quiet <laughs> yeah she she even when um evie was like use it tiff and xander's like uh you tell me what to do this is yeah. not mine that was perfect because yeah. then not really any blood on her hands and luckily it worked out where there really wasn't any blood on her hands but um who could have known where that was gonna go? I was I was actually a little bit I, I, I wanna skip ahead a little bit talking about this yeah. save a steal of up of idol sort of thing. Yeah. Liana got fucking played like <laughs> yeah. a fiddle. I have never someone never seen someone like telegraph so hard and like bluff so hard i'm like obvious and maybe i'm watching it with the the context i've seen his things i know that there's a little bit of a plan going on that maybe he's not gonna hold on to the idol on his physical person but man this is survivor like we're deep into the seasons of survivor there has been so much double and triple and quadruple reverse trickery going on yeah. when xander's like yeah i have this idol in my pocket right here <laughs> i'm like he obviously doesn't have it right it's hard because then what does liana do ask evie who also doesn't have it but yeah i can't believe she asked xander because i was like he he so clearly was lying and didn't have it was putting on this entire pony show. I thought it was fishy that he, let me just listen. I'm showing my survivor ignorance. I thought it was very fishy that he did that, but I also didn't think it was fake. I thought he had a plan beyond. I was like, he's doing this because he wants her to take it because he has this other plan. That's what I thought, and. Uh, so I didn't think it was going to be just straight up a fake idol. That kind of was blew my mind. I didn't mind. know it was going to be a fake idol too. I thought he just had like taken the the piece of paper that the idol came in and just like put that in his pants. Right. But it was I don't know. It was just so I thought he was so clearly faking it. He was so clearly like bluffing her into asking him for it just to be like, no, I don't have it. Right. To to kind of just flush out her and it her was power. really. It was painful because she gave that confession earlier where she was like, he thinks he's so smart. I'm actually very smart. Now I'm going to prove it. No. <laughs> Tribal council. And then she just got so played. Oh, yeah. That was it was sad seeing Sydney go ultimately. But like, I don't, it was like embarrassing for for Liana. Okay, just, and then. OK. Yeah. And then Deshaun had an extra vote and he wasted that. Oh, they'd use that. Yes. Oh, okay. He used it. He voted for Evie twice. Oh, see, I was trying to put the math together of like, if if Sydney had not used her her dice roll thing. Oh, I loved. That would she there did have that. been a that way so to? <laughs> would there have been a way to save both of them and get out to Sean? But I guess not. I I, I don't see there's a, a way out of out of the result that we had. Uh, no, I don't think so either. I just loved that she tried it, and it was it's just a big. I see that being a screen cap, you know, saying like "not safe" right next <laughs> no. to her face. <laughs> no, it's a great screenshot. Um, but yeah, Deshaun had that extra vote, and he used it. Um, also, a lot of people voted for him. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people left. It was I, there was probably like five, yeah, you know, five people voted for him or something like that. I mean, I, I'm a little concerned that there's going to be like a, a major alliance that is slowly picking out from the sort of Evie Xander Tiffany contingent, yeah. but. I don't know. That's that's just it feels like that's never what happens on Survivor. Here's, here's my question. Why? Because there were just so clearly two camps, right? There's there's Evie, Xander, and Tiffany, and then there's everyone else. So why did they split the vote even? Why did some of them vote for Evie and some of them vote for Sid? That was weird. I think they were worried about an idol getting played. I mean, because if, if they all just voted for Evie, for example, and then they played it for Evie. Mm-hmm. And the other people, then Deshaun would go home. Right. Yeah. So they had it. To, they had to split it between Sydney and 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 Evie and give like one more to sit one more vote to Sydney. Otherwise, okay. if an idol were played, then their own person would go home. Wow. It's just, it's just beyond my capabilities of comprehension. <laughs> it really is. I know. Yeah. It's like, I'm busy, man. I'm trying to like do the math. I'm like, cause I, I, I'm sad Sydney left. I'm like, and I wanted Evie to stay as well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I, I just, you know, you always find yourself rooting for the underdogs here. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. uh, I'm like, oh, is there a way where it could have happened? But I, I don't know. I don't there know. was also a fun little throwing. I, and I called this too throwing under the bus moment where Deshaun was like, Evie, you told me all the shit from your island when we went on that long walk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just happy that I knew. I was like, why in the moment, why is she telling him everything? And he's giving her nothing. Yeah. And it was like a play on her part. She thought she'd gain some trust, thought she'd make a little buddy on the bigger side of the of the group. And it blew up in her face. Don't give people too much information when they're not giving you anything. That's what I have to say. Yeah, In life, and, don't do and that. And while I think Xander played very, very well this week, now everybody knows he has an idol. I mean, if people didn't know to begin with, but now but it's like 1,000% out there. And what's also out there is like, whoa, this dude just manipulated Liana into – basically burning her advantage he kept and he kept the person he wanted to keep the most without even using his damn idol like that's a hey you're the target next week sort of move can he just give it away where he doesn't have it anymore whoever has it whoever has it and gives it to jeff you know at tribal council is the person who's using it because like so right now it's tiffany's yeah i mean tiffany seemed to sort of you know, intimate that it's like it's yeah. that she's planning on giving it back to Xander and that she's she was just the vessel for it and she would play it at Xander's discretion or give it back to Xander or like she wasn't gonna just use it as as her own. Like it'll be interesting if she pulls like a Ricard Shan situation. She's like, No, I'm holding on to this forever. Yeah, <laughs> but, I would love I, don't, if she I didn't did get that. that sense from her. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that would be really fun. Um unfortunately I think she's a little too smart. <laughs> she's actually playing pretty well. Tiffany? Because of those three, she's the last, she's not on the radar. Honestly, I think Tiffany could, could go, I'm like really coming around. I think she could go quite <laughs> far. 
I don't think she's really going to be a physical threat in any of these immunities. You know, you're going to have you're going to have someone here, whether it's Danny, whether it's Xander, whether it's Ricard, where if they pull out three or four immunity wins, people are going to be like, fuck, we're going to mm-hmm. go, we got to go after this person the next time they don't win immunity. I don't think she's really going to win an immunity unless it's like a full on fucking puzzle thing or like bartering for uh at a bodega for like something <laughs> like a real New York uh, sort of challenge. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I got a challenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, hop this turnstile because it's broken. <laughs> Without getting caught on Forty Second Street. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun. That it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm so glad we're at the merge because now it'll yeah, be yeah. like. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean. The one thing that scares me is that they've, you know, they've got a lot more surprises up their sleeve and twists. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, I can't handle this. But also, we're going to have more rewards. We're going to have a visit from Applebee's. Thank God. Do you think they'll play the Applebee's song? I hope so. Do you think Jeff will sing the Applebee's song? I just want Jeff to say, warm brownie Sunday. (laughs) Pumpernickel bread with butter. (laughs) (laughs) that's outback sorry (laughs) that's what i want all right should we go i think we got a question about survivor i I did want to back it up just to close the book on tiffany um i don't think she's going to be a a big like uh competition threat and to your point i think evie and xander in her alliance are higher value targets Mm -hmm. and it's just like we're gonna get to the end and i feel like this happens a lot of seasons where like the mom. Granted, there's two moms who don't do anything. There's Heather who Heather is, like, is so under the radar. Heather is from the Milford Academy where <laughs> children should be neither seen, seen nor heard. heard. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, she's like, I mean, Heather is like the ultimate version of this. But I mean, Heather gets to the end. Heather's not going to get a vote. Tiffany gets to the end. But Tiffany's got an argument here oh, she's yeah. like holding on to power she's like she's playing the game she's oh, being yeah. a survivor so i i don't know she is stocks being a high survivor. On, on tiffany watch it, throw <laughs> it out next week anyway sorry what, what was the question so we have a couple um from bb fan 022 so xander isn't my favorite but i have nothing respect for that move do you guys agree nothing but respect for nothing. my for my yeah exactly <laughs> for my, yeah. We, and we were so low on xander in preseason we were like oh bro he looks like a surfer dude send him back to hawaii or wherever now because he's such an underdog and because he's had this ruthless gameplay yeah i'm i'm kind of rooting for him <laughs> yeah yeah for sure no i mean i I, if anything, was like, I was cringing at the move when he was doing it because I was like, no, dude, you're giving it away. You're like (laughs) telegraphing to her that you don't actually have it. But as we discussed, he he got got it, baby. Yeah, he pulled one over (laughs) on her. So, I mean, granted, nobody's eaten for four days or whatever. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, we totally glossed over it, but they did spend like five minutes with Erica being like, I was alone in the rain. Oh <laughs> I God. couldn't start a fire. It was it was a lot. I still felt really also different. hashtag Brett was right because I said the episode is going to open with like Erica being like it's a new day and it's a new day <laughs> for my for my game and yes. but she did it's a new chapter 
It's a new mm. chapter. So I was close. Mm. I think I should get like either style points or like technical points. Every, she I should have said one. like, it's a new wave crashing on the oh, ocean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Cato five ten wanted just wanted to say so glad that Erica decided to break that glass. Break I that think, glass. I think as long as the new twists that are coming our way, you know, there's a bunch. As long as they have some sort of fun physicality, where it's like, yeah, yeah break that Spin glass, that wheel, pet that monkey, like, kill that fish. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I'm down for it. And then E. Tulinator wanted to know, were y'all able to keep track of all the advantages that were being played during tribal? I had for completely forgotten about the extra votes that were in play. No, I, I forgot too. I didn't realize until he ha until Deshaun held up his two Eevee votes. I was like, oh, that thing. And then I, I it, it's hard. There's so many. Aren't there, are there still any that are in play that are secret? No, right? Um. So Nasir has a hidden immunity. Oh shit! Shan yeah. does. Shan does. Sh I'm looking on this website right now. Survivor .fandom .com. <laughs> sure It's very Thank accurate. You. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> we love fandom.com. Just gotta start a Hey Julie wiki in there. Um, okay, so Nasir has one, and it says Tiffany has an extra vote in a hidden immunity idol. But I believe that is Xander's hidden immunity idol. Right. I think it's just like she was last seen in per possession of it um, on CBS. So that's where we, that's where we stand. Okay. Um, good to know. Good to know. <laughs> so they, the ones that they have, those other immunities, are those because of that, like, broccoli tree top like yeah that was yeah that was okay. the broccoli one right because okay. yeah there's three of them from the broccoli one nasir had it remember brad found the first part of it but then he left and they picked up his portion of it and then xander was the first person to find it but he gave his temporarily to tiffany and then it, it says shan has an extra vote and tiffany has an extra vote Huh. That's all we got. Well, we'll just have to see how all this plays out, won't we? Yeah. The episodes do feel so short. I'm like, I know. <laughs> what? I feel like I have whiplash after. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Um, but sh anything else about Survivor? No. Okay. Um, let's talk about Succession just really quick. Okay. Because I just have one thing to say about Succession. Yeah. And similar to how I was talking about Succession last week, like how I appreciate Kendall Roy, Roy as a character. I do not like him. I do not think he is good and I'm not rooting for him. I need to check everyone who stands Shiv. Oh, we're going to get canceled now. Well, that's fine because you all the need a reality. Stands might be worse than the Ted Lasso stands. They need a reality check. You know who you're standing when you stand, Shiv Roy, Ivanka Trump, Cheryl Sandberg. No, Ivanka Trump. Oh, seriously, it's just like that's this is who Ivanka Trump is behind the scenes. Just so you all know. Oh, okay. like oh yeah, Ivanka, yeah, yeah, evil 
like puts on a forward facing like <laughs> my bro like making that little speech she gave the very beginning where she's like mm-hmm, but he's my brother I could just see Ivanka being like mm-hmm, but he's my dad <laughs> like to the T to a T she is bad too she sucks she is yeah. not a good just because and that's the thing is the same reason that they're calling out in the show like oh the people will like you because you're a woman and it's 2021 that's the reason the audience is also trying to root for her where people are trying to be like shiv's you know she's because she's a girl we got there's got to be something redeeming about her no there isn't actually she's using that and she's extra evil no, maybe not extra. She's probably just the same amount of evil. But she's using her trickery, her feminine trickery, to make you think that she is not as bad as the rest when she is on the same level, people. I think that you're right. Thank you so much. Danny was right. <laughs> Hashtag Danny was right. Uh, shit, what was I going to go off on? From, was it about Shiv, Kendall, oh, Roman? No, I was going to do a thing on, on... No, yeah, so that's what that scene was when they go to that, like, awards dinner for the protection of endangered journalists <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It was like, she's going there and, like, she's spouting all of Logan's talking points. And, and Kendall's like, you're the fucking bag boy now. Yeah. Yeah, you're going out and yeah, you have to be the public face of what I was doing of like just unapologetically eating his shit in public mm -hmm. and being his little eyes and ears. And it's like, that's you. And I think you're right that um, she's kind of being set up this season as like, and she's more resolute by the end of the episode than she is at the beginning and where, where she feels and what she's going to do to protect her father. So they're setting her up to be like the villain of the season. Yeah. And if anything, it's like now that her husband's like, I think I'm actually going to go to jail here. It's like, are they sitting for her to like, okay. Can be the I one share? to like drop the dime on her own husband? Can I share? I, this is not my theory. I saw someone else post this. The FBI like raids the building at, uh, during oh, yeah, this episode. Do we think Tom tipped them off? I think I think it was something that they were going to do. I don't think it was like part like a reaction or a cause and effect from anything that happened in the episode. I thought it was like because remember, I think earlier in the episode, like they were trying to serve them papers like the FBI was there to like serve them like a subpoena or something like that. And mm -hmm. Logan was like, tell him to fuck off. Yeah. And then I think Jerry said like, oh, if you tell them to fuck off now, they're coming back with like mm -hmm. jackets and guns and badges yeah, and you yeah. can't tell them to fuck off anymore. I thought it was like more of a reaction to that mm, than I didn't, anything there, that, that happened. So in the episode, Tom like tells Shiv, I could be the fall guy and I'll go to jail and whatever. And Shiv is like, oh, that would be horrible, but actually maybe a good idea. <laughs> and you can just tell, I, it seems to me you could tell like something clicked with him where it was like, okay, Shiv doesn't actually care about me. Oh yeah. Then he does the same thing to Logan. He's like offers himself up as a sacrificial lamb and Logan loves it. Was and, like, yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But then the next thing he does is he calls a lawyer. Mm -hmm. 
And when when the FBI are storming the building, um, what's his name? Toby? I forget. That guy, like, whispers. Uh, Tom's trying to give, like, a sh- or advertiser's dinner or something. Yeah, yeah. And I'm going to say Toby leans over and whispers and tells him the FBI is here. He doesn't seem surprised. He just seems like, well, it is what it is. So I don't know. I, I saw that someone say this online, like Tom's in cahoots with the FBI. He's actually going to go help Kendall. And I was like, I wouldn't, I, I think that's actually an interesting development. Yeah. We'll, we'll got to keep an eye on, on that. Yeah. Um, my, my final thing. This gets back to a pet topic for us, mm. which is Aaron Sorkin. And I'll tell you how it relates. <laughs> Let's cut it with with fake comedy shows on television. Oh, it's tough. It's really let's, tough. Let's cut it. Inspired casting. Yes. We love Z-Way. Inspired casting. I, I, I don't I don't I was having a hard time telling if like it wasn't funny on purpose or if it just wasn't funny. I uh-huh. I wasn't the point. Obviously the point like of that was not like whether or not the sketch comedy show in the world of succession is funny or not. Right. But I was like, oh, man, these jokes aren't the funniest <laughs> joke mean. was like dime was like, was like discount store Ross. Yeah. And that wasn't from that show. That was like from a Twitter when they were reading tweets at the beginning of the episode. Yeah. They should have um, saved that. Switched it up. Succession is just like a podcast. They just read tweets. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I don't know. Fake sketch comedy shows in universe. I had it, yeah. it almost never it almost never works and it didn't I have work a note here. about that too actually so during the episode yeah Kendall's gonna go on like this comedian's show to show how cool and hip he is and like okay to laugh at himself and he gets all the way to the set and he's like I really want to talk to the writers and they're trying to keep him away but he doesn't care what anyone says he's a billionaire so he goes and finds the writers and he's just basically like, hey, just wanted to let you guys know, like, I'm a big fan of the show and I love the, he, you know, he's pretty normal to them. And they, their reaction is like, this guy's a fucking loser. Like, why did he come do that? Let me just tell you right now. <laughs> Comedy writers are not like fucking gods. They, they suck. <laughs> they suck. They would be, they, if he came over and did that, I'm telling you right now, they would all be like, Wow, he's actually pretty cool. They would all <laughs> eat his shit. They would all 100% eat his shit. Yeah, they're not above him. Don't give me that shit. If if he went up and said that, they would be won over immediately. Don't even try to act like come on. They get so, the writers of the show get so much right. This was wrong. I'm sorry. Comedy shows. I hope we don't go. I, I hope there's no more comedy like behind the scenes at a comedy show. <laughs> Kendall tries stand up. Well, they're making him sort of like Elon Musk, right? So maybe yeah. he will host SNL. Oh my God. Oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much else to talk about today. I know. So we got to get into something real, real big and meaty, which, which is, is a film called Malignant. <laughs> So we had a couple people writing in, at, begging us to see this film when it first came out. Like, uh, I think Penton Liam and Colin Wood, a bunch of RB Clips. 
We got a lot of people who just. <laughs> I don't know why people were like, what? Malignant. <laughs> well, I do now that I've seen it. Because it is, it is beyond. I mean, I'm, this is a warning. This movie came out a couple months ago, but we're going to get into absolutely full spoilers. And we're here's doing the this. problem. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I said, we're doing this because I don't watch horror films. And I heard this movie was like <laughs> fucking on, on one. And, I, and on. I usually will watch or I'll read the Wikipedia for a horror film because I want to know what happens in it and I'm never going to see it. But for I didn't, I didn't specifically avoid this one just through the, the designs of my life, the journey of my life, my story. I just didn't for whatever reason. So... I saw that you had watched it, and I am, and I made sure to not even look at malignant stuff. And I just want to have you explain this movie to me. Okay, so the problem is, is explaining it really won't do it justice. Okay. That's what I've come to realize. Um, but so it's not a horror movie. First of all, I would not classify it as horror. I don't know what I. That's the problem. I don't know what I would classify this movie as. I will say. I absolutely loved it. I've decided I loved it. So we rented it because it was Halloween. I paid 25 Canadian dollars to oh rent God. it in my own home. To rent and it? In my own home. You didn't. You don't own it? No, we rented it. We could have paid oh five God. extra Canadian dollars to own it. And you know, I'm kind of thinking we should have. Because <laughs> not only we watched it that night, the next morning I said... I got to watch this again because <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I just want to make sure I fully understood. So this movie is directed by James Wan, who also did The Conjuring. He did Insidious. He did, I think, the first Saw. He did um, Aquaman, which I didn't see. He's an accomplished. He's an accomplished filmmaker of he's all genres. A hundred percent. He is a visionary. I would go so far as to say people don't like to use that word when it comes to horror directors, but some of them really are. So he, he, this is to say he's not a fucking loser. Okay. But, but the first 30 minutes you're like, wait, this is, this is not the work of a visionary, you know, like, and why was everyone telling me to watch this movie? Because it really is like a by the numbers sort of like horror, psychological horror movie. It's about this woman who has a huge head full of hair. Okay. <laughs> like the thickest wig you've ever seen. <laughs> and Rapunzel she lives, situation. Uh, yeah. It's absolutely just the, uh, uh, I mean, it is a lot of hair. It looks great. But so, she lives with her no good husband and she comes home from, you know, she's like a nurse or something. She comes home. She's very visibly pregnant and she's like been on her feet all day and her husband is sitting around watching pro wrestling. So that's oh, how we know this sports. guy. <laughs> this guy is a dud. And then, and she's like, oh, can you turn it off? I need to rest. Like it's bedtime. And he's like, oh, I just turned it on to watch it. <laughs> like, why don't you go somewhere else? Like he's just such a horrible husband. Okay. Like, so first two scenes with him, you're like, this guy's got to die. We know he's going to die. <laughs> and then, and then she's, she's, you know, getting on his nerve because she's like, what should we name the baby or something? And he pushes her into the wall where it looks like, to me, it look, he does it so hard and so fast. She, her head hits the wall and like leaves blood behind. Okay. And she obviously loses the baby. And it's revealed that she has had several miscarriages. Oh. 
so very serious, but still like, <laughs> it's like obviously very sad, horrible, horrifying thing to see, but like also he's such a jokey character, <laughs> the bad husband, <laughs> that you're like, and you know they did this, so it'll be like very joyful when he dies. So anyway, that night she has this vision of someone breaking into her house and killing her husband. And lo and behold, wake up, he's dead, and he's in a really funky position. <laughs> so she... Her sister comes by. Her sister, she and her sister don't look alike at all. Her sister is blonde, blue-eyed, works as a Disney princess. <laughs> and, like, what? they just... Yes. <laughs> There's all these little details like in the movie. Like a theme park? Yes. But the theme, the theme park is called... She works as, like... They can't say Disney, obviously. So they call it, like, I'm a magic princess and I work at Family Fun Planet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so good. It's all... There are so many little details like that throughout the movie that are hints, right? That That's why I wanted to watch it again. Because, like, when you first watch it, you're like, is this just bad? And then you watch it on the second time, you're like, no, this is genius. <laughs> so, so, and you're like, what the fuck? They couldn't find someone who looks more like this girl to play her sister. They look nothing alike. But then it's very quickly revealed the brunette was adopted, the older sister. Oh, okay. So there, here's another clue, okay? Anyway, so we keep seeing th this brunette. Now she lives alone in the house. She lost the baby. She, Her husband said. And she keeps having these visions of, like, these random doctors getting killed by this cloaked figure. And then somewhere along the way, <laughs> also this takes place in Seattle. This takes place in Seattle. Did you realize that Seattle had an underground city? Every city's got an underground city <laughs> okay, these days. Well, I didn't know. Anyway, there's this random scene with a tour guide giving a tour of the underground city. And it's like the lights flicker at the end and she goes, ooh, spooky. And then all the tour goers laugh and they leave. But then the cloak figure kidnaps her and keeps her. She's like, going on a tour? No, she wasn't. That's the thing. It was not connected at all. She oh, was okay. not on the, the main. Oh, no a, a main character was involved A different in woman this. was 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 kidnapped. A totally different. Random woman is giving a tour, okay. and she gets kidnapped and kept in an attic. Okay, tied up and kept in an attic by the all cloaked right. figure. Also, the cloaked figure has very long dark hair. Oh, okay. <laughs> So it's driven to madness. Yeah. And but you can't really see the face. What you do see is very freaky. But and also the way they move, like they clearly hired like a contortionist or something. The way they move is really Got freaky. Cirque du Soleil up in there. Yes. It's very cool. But so anyway, she's just up there. They're not killing her for whatever reason. They're just keeping her tied up. And we don't know who the fuck this lady is, okay? So, so more killings, more, like, doctors getting killed in multiple amusing ways. And then, and, and it's, and we, we found out that. Where are we? Are you okay? Do you need a sip of water? I'm like, it's just so much goes on in this movie. Then there's the investigation. There's the cops. Okay, sorry. There's the cops. Because the cops come and they're like, whoa, your husband was killed in a very freaky way. And she's like, wasn't me. <laughs> they're like, mm, we're not sure. Um, but they, there isn't really any proof that it was her. But they're still, like, very interested in this case. And... There's, like, the good cop who's cute, who flirts with the blonde sister. And then there's the Wanda Sykes cop who is not into it at all. 
Anyway, I don't know how they get onto this clue, but the cops are like, wow, 30 years ago, there was this girl locked away in an asylum <laughs> who, ha- who, um, who, I don't know. I don't know how I found this clue, <laughs> but they have a picture of this girl, of this young girl. And the co- the good cop tells his associate, he's like, hey, can you run our age technology on this picture to show us what she'd look like now? And they run it. And it's literally just a picture of the brunette. Like, there's no, it's just what? a picture they took of her. There's no one Another rest development. It. It's like the mommy. What will I look like? <laughs> Thing that, so, that Lindsay and Tobias start. So that's a big reveal. They're like, whoa, this it could have been her killing all these people. But she's she's having the visions and she's seeing it and she's like, yeah, she's very upfront. She's like, I'm seeing this shit happen, but like it's not me. I'm at home in my bed. So so <laughs> so and then, okay, I guess I'll tell you this part first, because I think this is how it happens. So the cops oh are in God. her house. This is, I'm, I'm so sorry. The cops, <laughs> the cops are in her house. And they are questioning her and they have her they have her hypnotized and she like flashes back to her childhood in the asylum before she got adopted. Okay. And also when she was a kid, when she was first adopted, she was she kept getting like voices and telephone calls from this freaky voice, this guy named Gabe Gabriel, telling her to kill her unborn little sister and telling her like to, that she's that they're connected and she'll never get rid of him, blah blah blah, right? And she still gets, that's the thing, this has started happening again, where Gabriel starts, like, getting the radio to play his voice, and he calls her on her landline, and all this, he keeps appearing again, Gabriel, okay? Okay. So, the cops are at the house with the psychic and the sister, and they're trying to get her to tap into her memories to, like, uncover the clues, because it's like, they believe that it's Gabriel doing all this stuff. It's not, they're like, sure, it could be him, it's not you girl who grew up in the asylum. Yeah. So they have their little seance or whatever, and they're all getting up to leave. <laughs> and and meanwhile, flash to the attic where the tour guide. Where the woman remember, is, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the Seattle Underground Tour Guide is like, now's my chance to escape because the masked creature isn't there. Or not masked, the cloaked creature isn't there. So she, like, gets free. She's trying to get out. And... She lands on the ground and the ground, the floor gives in and she falls into the brunette's kitchen. So she has been kept in the attic of the main character this whole time. Okay. Yeah. That's my next question. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. So the the main character is the, the ghostly figure kidnapping everybody. Okay. Are you ready for this? I am. Yeah. Hit me with it. Actually, she's not. Okay. <laughs> so. It turns out that she was born with this growth, like the twin, on the back of her head. And the twin was, they named the twin Gabriel, Gabriel, 
And they tried, like, they tried to keep Gabriel alive, but Gabriel was evil the whole time. And then they flash back, they show you in the asylum, like, Gabriel is on the back of her head, and you gotta see Gabriel. I mean, there's no, I can't explain it. He's like an alien. He's so freaky looking. And so, when the husband pushed her into the wall and hit her head... He unlocks Gabriel (laughs) because the doctors, the ones who had like all been killed back at the asylum, they were the doctors who were like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to sew Gabriel up into her head so that he can't do his evil shit anymore. And (laughs) so it worked for a long time, for a long time. She had a couple visions. She had a couple like voices telling her to kill her unborn sister, but she seemed to do okay until the deadbeat ex-husband pushed her head into a wall, unlocking Gabriel. And so now Gabriel is just out and free and living it up getting his revenge. So he kills those doctors. The woman who is kept in the attic was actually their birth mother. What the hell? (laughs) The birth mother. And then, and so now this is where the movie just gets so fun. Because. because So he hits her on the head and a full ass person comes out. It's not a full ass. It's just a, it's a, it's so the way I'm looking at the pictures. Yeah, the way it works is it's just her head. So it takes over her body, but it, it that's why it moves so weird is because it's like she's running backwards. <laughs> like everything she's oh, doing so is it's backwards. Her. Oh, it's just the back okay. of her. It's the back of her. And that's why she has that big thick hair to hide Gabriel. Oh my God. But so this is really when the movie gets very fun because then Gabriel just takes over her body. And it's and immediately is like, I need my cloak. He has to go put on like his matrix long coat and his gloves and like go cause chaos. Uh, well, that that only happens. They put her in jail. OK, so they put her in jail oh after the mom breaks through her. And while she's in jail, there's all these female inmates who are from like classic time period films. Like one is clearly meant to be Foxy Brown or what? what's her name? Um, Pam Greer, whatever her character's name was. And then there's, like, Zoe Bell plays, like, a motorcycle chick with a mullet. And they're all like, fuck you. What are you here for? Not separating your recycling. (laughs) We hate you. So they all take turns beating her up. And that really unleashes Gabriel. And then he takes over. He kills every single one of those inmates. And he gets out and then goes to the cops. He kills all the cops. But you have to see the action. The action is like John Wick. Like, that's why this I'm isn't a horror a movie. Gif, I'm watching a gif of her walking backwards and, like, ripping people's heads off. <laughs> it's so good. It's really hard. It starts as horror, but then it turns into, like, an action origin story. Oh, yeah. And it's very fun. So, yeah, there's just, like, not a lot of logic to anything in the movie after this point. Because it's just, it's just fun. It's just... You know, it's her, She, someone has to get, I forget the girl's name, but the brunette back because yeah. she's sharing the body, but she's like, you know, in another place, in another dimension because Gabriel's taken over. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's just an absolute blast. I know I'm missing, there's so many fun little parts to it that I'm not getting to because there's just so much. It really is, like I looked up a bunch of reviews online and... I think everyone has the same experience. If you're the type of person who likes this thing, which is the first 40 minutes, you're like, what? This isn't that good. Why is everyone saying I need to watch this? 
it has weird, like, stupid bits. Like, why? Like, what is this? So, and then it just turns into absolutely... James Wan then goes, hey, suckers. <laughs> like, here's something you did not expect. <laughs> and it's so fun. I love being surprised in movies. So is it, like, so brilliant? Like, yes, after it's brilliant. having the context of the end of the movie... Does it make the first 40 minutes more bearable? Because you're like, oh, this is Gabriel doing his business again. Yes, it makes it so much more fun because that's why I wanted to go back and rewatch. Because when you rewatch with the assurance that James Wan knew what he was doing the whole time, he was actually playing you, the audience. (laughs) Like, it's so fun. Well, I'm so glad you told me about it. Yeah, I I know that... You probably still won't watch it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to. I'm definitely now not going to watch it. But I just wanted to give a big shout out to our listeners who really know my taste because they were adamant we watched this movie. And I'm so glad I did. It's really probably one of my favorite movies of 2021. I want to give a, a shout out to the dozens of listeners who are who are, have still made it through the podcast to this point. <laughs> I know. I know. I cannot imagine. I can't imagine if you take anything from this week because you actually listen to this whole thing, you know, go rent Malignant for 25 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Or whatever your local currency of choice is. Yeah. (laughs) Use some crypto. (laughs) So just five stars. Five stars. We love Malignant here on the pod. Um, We're going to talk about some freaks and we'll close out the show. Please. Yes. Um. I have a freak for your submission. Yeah. Previously non-freak, Will Smith has come out with a memoir. And he he also is starring in an Oscar Beatty movie. And so he's doing a lot of press hits. And the most recent headline I saw was Will Smith would kill his own dad and thought he could get away with it. So that's one headline. And then another headline was... Will Smith says he has failed every woman he has ever met in his life. I just think that this is a lot to take in from the Fresh Prince, and I don't, I didn't need this from him. Is Will Smith like, I don't know if this is the right verse, I'm sorry, I don't know if this is the right version of this word. Is Will Smith just like a simp out there? I don't know. I think Will Smith has read the t- is smart enough to have read some tea leaves in that like people want celebrities to be vulnerable about say like mental health or um, you know things they've gone through in their lives. Now that's what they sort of demand from celebrities. But just because that's what people want doesn't mean you have to give them the whole hog. This is too much information, in my opinion. I Will like Smith Will reveals Smith. he fell in love with Stockard Channing. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like, I, yeah, I didn't need to know that. But even though the randomness of it is kind of amusing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't follow all this Will Smith stuff. Like, he, the interview was <laughs> crying in, from a few years back. This guy was the most popular actor in the world for, like, a decade of yeah. human existence. And now he just does weird stuff. He's the genie. He does the weird M. Night Shyamalan space movie where he talks with a French accent the whole time. And I know he's doing this this Oscar Beatty movie now, but 
I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough Why, to see. Is he the question? Is he still with Jada Pinkett Smith? Oh, they're together. Yes, they will not. So throw, oh, okay. I honestly, I'm just piecing this together now. I thought then, like when lots of the Will and Jada stuff went down like four years ago, and I think it's like an Oprah vine- video or oh, it's or Red something Table where he's like talk. crying. Red Table Talk. What is that? It's a Facebook TV show. Oh, that, that was Jada, on Facebook. Yeah, that, that Jada was on Facebook. Like, we're TV now. Yes. Um. God. Yeah. God. I remember that. Um. I thought they like broke up around that time, but no, no they're like, I don't know. Like, couldn't he? Why can't you just be like Leo DiCaprio or Clooney or like Not- be rich and like be so rich that you don't care? But it feels like he's always out there being like. I'm actually really sad for some reason. <laughs> I, it's a turn that I didn't see coming from him. I really wish he could just go back to being, because he's just so charming and funny and fun naturally. I wish he would go back to that presence, but I guess, I don't know. He's going through something. I guess it's been going on for a while. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers to Will Smith. Thoughts and prayers <laughs> to that freak. <laughs> <laughs> to that freak. Um, you, wanted me to, you wanted to know about a, a guy who... I did not know was a freak until today and yes. he made it to through like 36, 37 years of his life without being publicly outed as a freak. Yeah. That man is Aaron Rodgers, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. I, 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 please explain. <laughs> okay. So on Wednesday, Aaron Rodgers uh, tested, took his daily COVID test uh, as being a member of the NFL, you got to get tested all the time. And he got tested positive, and which was surprising because, well, it's not surprising for people to get a breakthrough infection, but it was surprising because earlier in the year in a public interview, he was asked if he was vaccinated. And he said, quote, yes or yeah, sorry, I'm immunized. And... Right. Interesting choice. So of he tests positive, and it's revealed that actually he hasn't been vaccinated. He is, you know, he's shoved various moon crystals and things up his butt or whatever. And it's like, whoa, you're probably one of the three most famous football players of the last decade. Yeah. Uh, you uh, you kind of told a white lie. You told an untruth. You told like saying yes, I've been immunized is not vaccinated and he threw I mean I'm going to talk about what he did today but he kind of threw it on like the press for not asking a follow up question to like what set what seemed like a very simple question oh it's actually the press's fault for not asking me what immunized meant so anyways he he's he's not playing this weekend he might not play next weekend got to wait till he tests negative for a few days or whatever and everyone's like, what the fuck? They want to know what's going on. Like all these it's it's been a, a chorus all year of like all these NFL players who are like, I'm gonna do anything to win. I'm gonna do anything right. for my teammates other right. than go to fucking CBS and get a shot because <laughs> they're a fucking baby. So he's been quiet for a few days and he goes on the Pat McCa- uh, McAfee show. Pat McAfee um, is a former NFL player, has a very, very popular podcast video youtube sort of thing and he's and he is very funny and entertaining pat um so anyways aaron goes on pat's show all the time he always calls into it and he calls in this morning and he goes on the most fucking galaxy brained rant for like 
20 minutes about actually it was first first is the press's fault for not asking me what i meant by i've been immunized i'm actually allergic to the mrna vaccine oh actually it's woke mob culture that prevented me from getting it oh actually i was wanted to get the j and j vaccine but then there was the blood clots thing so i didn't feel safe taking it by the way this is brett parenthetically like 20 people Got blood clots from the J and J thing, and I think they were all, they were mostly women. It was something mainly affecting women. I'm not saying that like that's a good thing at all. Like, hey, if if you're a woman and that bothers you, maybe investigate one of the other ones. But like, 36 year old healthy NFL quarterback Aaron Rodgers <laughs> not going to get a fucking blood clot from the J and J one, and he yeah. just went on this whole fucking rant about this. And actually, I have been taking ivermectin, and I've actually been consulting with my close friend joe rogan and it's just like oh my god and the thing is with aaron Rodgers, if you don't follow sports he it, he has very publicly been like hey i'm not i'm not like all shucks conservative white athlete like the thinking was he was like actually a, a very intelligent liberal guy he hosted fucking jeopardy he went right. to cal berkeley Separately, I'm not going to dive into this more. I'm not. I'm. There are. There's. Uh, he is estranged from his family, and mm. there are. There is speculation as to why that is. If they are like super, and one of the things was like, are they just like super conservative and they don't approve of his like liberal lifestyle or whatever? There's been all sorts of weird things suggested about his sexuality that I'm not going to get into. I'm not going to pay any of those things any credence. That maybe that's why he's not doesn't talk to his family, whatever. He's always dating these famous uh, female athletes or celebrities. He was dating Olivia Munn. He was dating Danica Patrick. Now he's and engaged he's to Shailene Woodley. Yeah, certified freak Shailene Woodley. Speaking so, of freaks. Yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> okay, you're an eccentric guy, but you're a, but you're not like a meat and potatoes quarterback like many of the other white NFL stars are. Who aside from Tom Brady, who's also a freak in a separate way, but yeah. like lots of white NFL players are just like, they're all out there arguing against the vaccine or whatever. And you, you can tell it's in a bit of like a Trumpy sort of way. Yeah. And, th and that was something that you never got from Aaron for so decades. So it's just disappointing. He's from California, like all, right. all this stuff. And then today he's like, I'm sucking on the fucking horse dewormer. <laughs> and Joe Rogan is like who I get my medical advice from. And yeah. it's like, what the fuck? What the <laughs> fuck? And actually, it's the woke mob culture. That's like why you didn't. Uh, shut up. What a loser. What a loser. Yeah. What I was saying to Brett is that this is disappointing also because I'm a fan of Shailene Woodley. Because I... <laughs> You know she's probably anti-vax too. If this is going on, they're engaged, and like it just takes so much fun. The re you know, I say freak in a loving way usually because we love freaks. Yeah, because Shailene, she was like part of this cohort of young actresses in Hollywood where it was like she was in a YA novel. She was also Oscar nominated, so she really had 
she came from like an ABC family show, but then sort of proved how good she is. So she had a cute story. Plus, behind the scenes in all of her interviews, she talked about like eating clay and suntanning her vagina. Or also, she was cool too because she was like, oh, I'm going around to get arrested at the fucking like oil pipeline and shit. Like, she was really doing like cool progressive stuff. I thought she she was a Bernie bro. (laughs) Yeah, I think she is. But then she's also just like, she gave this interview that someone dug up earlier in the week that was like, you know, in many cultures, they eat clay all the time because it sucks all the heavy metals out of your blood system or whatever. And everybody should have fucking a pound of clay a day. Keeps the doctor <laughs> away. Yeah. So which makes me think, oh, God, maybe she must be anti-vax, too. And that's not fun freak. I like when they're fun freaks. You know, on top of that, very publicly went on a little couple's you ever been on vacation with another couple? Mm. Shailene and Aaron went to Hawaii with what's his face? I I mention his name all the time. I'm I'm slowly losing my, my Zach mind. Braff. No, not <laughs> Zach Braff. Uh, uh, the drumming movie. The drumming movie. Oh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. <laughs> they went on a very public. There were a lot of photos. Miles Teller and his wife went on vacation with Shailene and Aaron in Hawaii. I'm sure, and I think Miles Teller came out as an anti-vaxxer as well. Hawaii, by the way, is like begging people, please stop fucking coming to Hawaii. You're giving us all COVID. We're the only state that has like really, because we're an island, because we're in the middle of the fucking Pacific, because we can't afford to have everybody die here. Yeah. We can't have everyone like locked in with this plague on this tiny, these tiny islands. Like. Please stop coming here. You're using up our resources. Actual residents are being asked to like stop using water or stop using electricity during certain times of the day. And all you people are coming here unvaccinated and fucking diving into the waterfalls and shit. For shame, I say. For shame. For shame. Freaks. Bring back the fun freaks is all we have to say. Oh, my God. Yeah. Not these... Danger, like honestly, dangerously minded freaks who are just going to infect a bunch of people. Anyway, what a fun, fun time we had. I hope, neither, I hope neither of us got fired. No, no, not for these, for our views. No, yeah, we're just sharing our views. Yeah, my views do not represent anything but myself. <laughs> my tweets yeah, as mine, well. Mine do too, yeah. Um, thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with more fun stuff in pop culture, including Survivor, Succession, and whatever you want to tell us about. Tweet at us, at HeyJulieBB on Twitter. Uh, email us, HeyJulieBigBrother at gmail.com. <laughs> You never know. Listen, we, we take do your get charged one dollar per email, so please stop, <laughs> stop emailing us. We, and we do take your suggestions very seriously. Obviously, we devoted twenty minutes to malignant. Yeah, so just get them in there. All right, thanks everyone. Bye, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs>